0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Digi India Squad with the MM girls. That's Mansi and Monica. Hi, Monica.
1: Hey, Mansi. How are you?
0: Good, good, good. I'm so glad we are back. Okay. So uh, we started this web series with a focus on um, the SMEs and um, how we should be giving them a lot more information on what is happening from the digital marketing angle because that's what we specialize in. And today, um, we're going to discuss a major trend, a major trend. And, And trust me, if the SMEs don't get on this, you have a lot to lose. Okay, And that trend is nothing but how vernacular content is actually picking up. You talk about websites, you talk about social media, you talk about video content, audio content, everything. We have seen a big, big, big leap in how vernacular content is actually picking it up. So I'm just gonna quickly go through a couple of uh, uh, statistics that we have from uh, different different uh, websites. So um, as per an article published on 24th March on scatter.co.in, uh, it says that India has over 30 languages and a hun- a 1,600 dialects. Uh, and therefore it says there's immense potential for consuming vernacular content. It also claims that uh, we have more than 234 million native language speakers who are active online please know this, who are active online. So this shows the power and the potential of vernacular content. Also, there's another article from the Next Big Brand. Uh, it says that between 2015 and 18, almost 40 million internet users were introduced, And 9 out of 10 of these new users were Indian language users. And this comes straight from Nidhi Gupta, who is a senior product manager at Google India. Uh, Another article from uh, sourcinghardware.net. It speaks about how uh, regional language content creation platforms targeted at women uh, like momspresso.com are turning out to be a gold mine for smart marketeers. Now um, they have about 330 million women in India expected to be on the internet by 2021. Engagement with customers in the vernacular language is going to be the next big thing. That's, that's what uh, they're mentioning. So that's a lot of statistics. If you see, there are lots of articles that are coming up. Um, in fact, uh, there was a report um, uh, by uh, Google KPMG and they speak about how Indian internet user base will increase to 735 million by 2021. Now, please note that this report came out in January 2020 as per brandequity.com. Okay. Um, they're speaking about um, how the CAGR is going to grow by 18% to reach about 536 million by 2021. Uh, While English users are expected to grow only by 3%. So imagine this there's an 18% jump when it comes to vernacular, and English it's only going to be 3%, reaching only uh, 199 million people compared to 536 million people when it comes to Indian languages. Now, that, as I I said, uh, I think Nancy
1: probably. Sorry, sorry to break it. Go on, go on, go on. I think this number will actually go up now because post March. Uh, exactly the, uh, the impetus to get on the uh internet has gone up everywhere to the f- uh, furthest corners of the country so i think these numbers will only shoot up now big time last last six
0: months everybody has gone digital everybody has taken to the internet not not because they wanted to one is Businesses were, of course, forced to, uh, thanks to the lockdown and the uh, COVID. But even as consumption, uh, what will people do sitting at home? Like how much television is always there? Okay. I, I think there was another report which uh, uh, spoke about how, uh, you know, uh, television is growing in terms of uh, the regional languages compared to the English uh, uh, speaking channels. Uh, so that that is going to be in digital as well right mm-hmm. so as you said yes these things are uh, going to go up um, um, so uh, let's speak a little more about this uh, uh, report so Monica why don't you go ahead and talk about the um, things that uh, Google found out the kind of uh, statistic that they are giving
1: yeah so um, b- before I uh, talk about the report from Google just wanted to share this, um, a very interesting uh, stat which came from Gartner that recently focused that 30% of the web browsing sessions will now happen without a screen. And this is by 2020, without a screen. So you see that there is a huge uh, upswing in audio content as well. Now video has pretty much ruled the realm from 2015 onwards. And now you see that the mode of consumption is again showing a slight change. Audio content has become a way for people to consume content. I think it's also because uh, people are doing a lot of things in parallel. You're working and you're listening and you're using these kind of micro moments to, you know, continue your learning journey. Um, And especially today... uh, If you see all those people who are working online, their workload has gone up. And then even today, uh, though it's been almost over six months since the uh, COVID and the lockdown has been released and all of that, there are still a lot of people who are uh, still managing all their work on their own. They have not uh, brought in their help and anything of that sort. I know personally many of these people who are, you know, using their time to say cook dinner and they have their earphone on and they're listening to something which is helping them in their growth. It could be of a personal nature, entertainment, or it could be something which they are learning. It doesn't matter. But they are, con- so they find that easy. So that has also led to a uh, led to a slight change in the way people are consuming content. And within the audio content, uh, Vernacular has gone up substantially, right? right? If right, you just look at your regular apps, the Ghana and, uh, and all the regular music apps, which we have in India, you will see that lately they have, So um, in terms of music industry, the regional content was always there. But recently you will see for the podcast. So I was just telling Mansi that, you know, I use this uh, Ghana app as my workout music. And I just picked up one where, which was um, a, a self, um, a guide, a guided outdoor running kind of track, and I saw that within that they had uh, Hindi tracks as well. So somebody who's guiding you in Hindi. So everywhere you see that you know vernacular content is becoming more and more important because the larger percentage of your audience is actually using and is more comfortable in regional languages, right? So I think we are now, you know, really rushing past the time where most of the content is only available in English. Now we'll see a surge in content available in regional languages. It has already been there. If you see some of the people who started way back, let's say Nisha Madhulika, who's known for her recipes. She became very popular at that time because she was one of the very few people. In fact, she might have been the only person who was sharing recipes in Hindi and yes. her videos are also and after that her videos followed which were again in hindi but but her blog used to be in hindi and that was a major factor in her huge success at the time so you can see that you know uh, the uh, use uh, helping people by providing content in the language they are comfortable with is a great way of providing support and marketing yourself Definitely. So, uh, so could, uh,
0: um, uh, just, and also to mention here, you know, um, we are talking about it from a consumer perspective. Think of it from a, a you know, a marketer's perspective. It's easy yeah. to bring out audio content compared to video. I mean, video, uh, even if you're looking at uh, customer testimonials, people are shy right? Yeah. And then they all want to get decked up and, you know, present themselves better. So that entire thing goes away when it comes to audio, you just stand there, wherever you are in the world, and you just record it and And phones help you record it today. So I think that's also an advantage that audio has compared to the video, even though, uh, you know, um, apps like Roposo or uh, uh, Chingari or uh, mm-hmm. TikTok, now the TikTok, Banned in India, but still, uh, that they are uh, growing, and you've got a lot of uh, local talent coming up, uh, vernacular things. But audio is going to grow because it takes away this, uh, you know, people being shy and uh, not being camera friendly. Uh, so this, this so really so
1: will beg to uh, differ. People are not shy. Sometimes you wish people were shy.
0: <laughs> okay. Very true. Very true. <laughs> So that's quite a, a bit yeah. of, uh, so, so Ghana, uh, Gartner study is, is yes. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, I think um, Gartner, as you mentioned, uh, that, you know, 30% of web browsing sessions will happen without a screen by 2020. Uh, India has added internet users at a 8x speed in the last 10 years, driven by small towns and villages and not by large cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, where users are entering the digital ecosystem due to access, affordability, and aspirations. That's what Mr. Anil Kumar, he's the founder of uh, Red Seer. Uh, that's that's the, uh, the CEO, actually. That's what he has said. Yeah. So that's quite a bit of uh, you know, uh, things that are coming up uh, when it comes to Tire 2 and Tire 3 cities. And it also empowers uh, the businesses in you know, Tire 2 and Tire 3 cities to become digital. Because people are slowly coming on and initially it was only that, you know, the purchasing power, uh, when you looked at it and the penetration of internet itself, it was always the cities. But now, these, I think about eight years ago, I saw, I, I heard in a webinar uh, that, you know, um, Flipkart and uh, Mintra saw this traffic coming from tire two and tire three cities. And they were the ones buying the branded products. Okay, mm-hmm. so yeah. it's happening. It's happening everywhere and if they don't move to vernacular content, I want to tell them that, you know, somebody else will capitalize on this. I want to say this quite loud and clear that um, uh, if you're not moving to vernacular content, if you're not going to engage with your audience in vernacular content, uh, then you will definitely lose out on a major chunk of audience who have the purchasing power, who will want to know about your products and services, who will want to use it.
1: But since you're not creating content in vernacular, you might not necessarily be a part of them at all. Yeah. Mansi, you and I may have to do one uh, Kannada and Hindi mix session also very soon. Yes, love to. <laughs> yeah, so... Yes. Yeah, so Mansi, talking about uh, the reference to the Google report you made, uh, in September 29, it was seen that Hindi language witnessed a 5x growth in a year Emerging as the second most used language globally on Google Assistant. So, what, what does that say, Mansi?
0: Oh, it's see, we have to understand um, this very, very uh, clearly. Okay, if you're thinking why uh, vernacular now, we want to tell you that you know, vernacular has always been uh, the focus. But then I probably think that, you know, there wasn't enough enabling that was happening. Okay, that 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 wasn't there is what I feel. Okay, uh, people wanted to do vernacular content. Like, if you look at television, the ads have always been there. I mean, I've always wondered, okay, I mean, if you look at an India level, I've always wondered why uh, the ads of um, probably woolen wear comes to the... South Indian bit in vernacular languages in June and July when it's pouring, uh, uh, you know, summer clothes come to us when it's pouring and then winter clothes, as in, you know, the sweaters come to us when it's like really hot. Like, I understand that, you know, January, February, March for us, it's really cold. But for them, that cold season probably begins from March. So these things are happening uh, and and vernacular content was already there. But from an internet perspective, from a digital perspective, I think vernacular language, people actually wanted to do it. But I think the one thing that really helped them uh, was how uh, Google kept an eye on this trend and actually enabled them. So Monica, I want you to talk about how they enabled uh, the users, uh, you know, looking at this trend.
1: Yeah, so if you look at the various apps that Google has uh, available, you talk about Google search, uh, mobile, Google translations, Google discover, Google Bolo, lens, shopping, everywhere you see that there is a higher integration of Indian language support today. Um, and earlier this year only, in, uh, Google has enabled voice search for eight Indian languages. So the need has always been there. And it is just that the, these services did not support people who were looking for uh, assistance in in uh, in their in the language they were comfortable with. Now that is happening. And therefore, we now see... Uh, um, because now the consumers were always ready. Now the services have reached that stage where it is possible to uh, produce the content in that language and share the content in that language and also reach people in that language. So even in terms of the... Let's say the ads that were available, you can now uh, create ads in regional languages. You can do targeting based on regional languages. So all those, it is required that these things be available in that language so that you can actually uh, move forward in that project if you are going to focus on vernacular. And today we are at that time where where that environment is available. And it's just ripe for marketers and business owners to use.
0: Perfect. So that's plenty of um, things that are happening and uh, I think eventually Monica will talk about uh, other case studies that are coming up and how they're dwelling on content but the one thing that um, we should also think about is the kind of challenges that are there when it comes to vernacular content Uh, because I mean as as Monica mentioned uh, that you know there are a lot of services that are coming up in uh, different uh, languages but um, if you're only looking at uh, probably um, translations it's, it's, it's hilarious. In in a country like India, where dialects change, I mean, people say it's every 100 kilometers, but I uh, want to say that, you know, every 30, 35 kilometers, there's a change in dialect. In a country like India, where, you know, languages are are, are so diverse, okay, so many languages and so many dialects. Uh, translations may not be the way forward because you really need to understand what it means. Um, Generally, you know, uh, we've got too many proverbs, um, we've got too many sayings, and those things cannot be literally just translated. You lose the essence, you lose the context sometimes. And sometimes the meaning itself could be very different. And and that is the reason why vernacular content is picking up big time because translations in a country like India will not help unless of course you're looking at literal translations and learning a language as such, but um, definitely you will lose that confluence, uh, that that context uh, and the influence just doesn't exist if you're looking at translations. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, that's one big challenge that they have and um, vernacular content is going to rule because of this reason. And also literacy, like let's look at this, how many of them don't know English as a language or even any other language, uh, but you know, Hindi as a language or any of the South Indians, uh, even Oriya as a language or uh, Bengali as a language. So there is but these cohorts, these segmentations are emerging strong. And if you're gonna give them content in languages that is not their mother tongue, I want to tell you that, you know, they might
1: not relate at all over a period of time. That is, going, that is a huge challenge actually, to map your content to all the possible languages out there, I think is not very uh, feasible without automatic translation. Um, so, but, but if you see, uh, I have been using Google Translate for many years. Uh, And you can make out that there has been a substantial improvement in the quality of the translations in the last few years with, you know, natural language processing, artificial intelligence, and all these things that have come into play, where all the search engines are very heavily invested in these technologies. And that you you can see the difference that it has made. Uh, Now, if you put in a statement in Hindi and ask for an English translation, you pretty much get something very close to the intent of that sentence. Uh, so that way, if you see, there has been a huge improvement in automatic translation and, and sorry, I shook my table, <laughs> um, but uh, and I think that this is going to evolve uh, uh, when businesses start investing more in uh, vernacular content, the technologies will also start uh, developing in a faster pace, understanding the challenges in the market and you will see solutions emerging that will help you deal with that challenge. That has always been the case. There is a demand in the market, and then you know, um, innovators see the demand and then they come up with solutions to help you um, serve that category of um, consumers. So that is definitely going to happen because there are regional nuances you have to keep in mind, cultural nuances you have to keep in mind. The context um, is, is an extremely important element that you don't want to miss in an automatic translation because Sometimes uh, a very simple statement can become offensive for a certain culture uh, without your knowing it. Right? So you, And this is the case uh, across the globe also, not just within India. Uh, so you have to be careful about these things. And especially if, since the focus uh, we see is more on audio and video content where you can't hide much, right? So managing that is going to be a little tricky, but I think also a very exciting journey. Something that um, marketers and business owners should look forward to with enthusiasm because for one thing, it is giving you an opportunity to move from, I, I know English is an uh, is our official language and uh, because it actually binds our, uh, our, our states together because there's no other national language as such, even whatever we may say, I mean, please don't catch me on a political thing here, okay, <laughs> what I'm just saying is that um, Because I am from North India and I have moved to South India and I've been living here for 20 years. And I see that English is something which helps bridge uh, the distance many times because you may take time to pick the regional language and all of that. So it is the official language for for sure. Uh, But if you are given the freedom to uh, share something that you are passionate about, that you understand really well in the language which you are really at home with, your communication changes completely you can just deliver that with with at at a different level altogether so that's why i say that this is also a very exciting opportunity though it is going to be challenging but we will learn and you know experiment and try and that's that's just how a marketer's life is
0: very true I think that um, gives us a context uh, to what we are uh, talking about today. Um, So, um, this apart, I think there are a couple of um, um, apps that have um, come up. Uh, Of course, see, there's Roposo, there's Chingari, and uh, ShareChat for social media exchanges in local languages. Um, you know, uh, and uh, as she mentioned, there's this Facebook automatic translation, chat platforms are supporting Hindi keywords uh, today. And even if you look at uh, WhatsApp, uh, mm. you know, you've got different languages. You can just type out in uh, different languages. That's very, uh, you know, most of these platforms are supporting uh, different, different languages. And therefore, communication is uh, becoming a lot, lot, lot uh, better. Definitely. Yes. Um, so some points that I want to talk about here from a marketing perspective is uh, once you do vernacular content, localization is easier. You only reach out to that set of people, okay? The others, I mean in in the digital world, like let's say you're putting this ad out on searches or on uh, social media, first of all, when you target it right, if you target it right, that will reach the right set of people, which means that you are uh, catering to that cohort, that segment of audience. Okay. Um, And this will um, help you reach those who are not English literate as well as I already mentioned, how many people know English compared to how many people know their mother tongue? Huge difference, right? Like probably uh, um, a very small uh, percentage. So and uh, because you reach out like, like, let's look at this, okay, on a real uh, scenario, you go out to a gathering and uh, it's, it's your business gathering. And then somewhere you hear somebody on the phone uh, talking in your mother tongue, you immediately want to reach out to them and say, Hey, are you from this region? Yeah. So uh, this helps in building that relationships that, you know, you do ads or you do content on social media in vernacular um, uh, languages and regional languages. It helps you build that uh, relationship. And therefore the conversions are always going to be better. They're definitely going to be better. Uh, so these are some points that I ca- that came to my mind, uh, you know, why everybody, every business must look at vernacular content more so now, more so during pandemic, uh, because you want to maintain that relationship that you either already had or you want to build in that new relationship. And with Atmanirbharata as, a, a, you know, concept that's coming out from the government itself, okay, this is going to be huge. I mean, today, local businesses should do vernacular content and be present on social media. The kind of leverage that they get because of this is going to be huge. Okay. Uh, So yeah, vernacular content is here. It has arrived. It is here to stay. And it's only going to get stronger and stronger as we go. Your thoughts on this, Monica?
1: Yeah, so we've established the importance of vernacular content. And I think that um, if uh, marketers and business owners want to look at examples of how organizations are actually doing it, then they have uh, uh, many examples to look at today. So we have, uh, so I've talked about the Google apps, which are providing these services. You can just go try these apps yourself and see You know how they are managing. So try different languages and see how it is being mapped and all that. Then if you see, um, even organizations like Tech Mahindra today are focusing on generating content in Hindi and to reach out uh, to the millions of people who usually are out of that bucket. I really feel that the move to vernacular content is a great step towards inclusion, which is very important. For years we have, you know, um, neglected a very huge segment of uh, India's audience. Who, is, who was unable to consume content on the uh, internet because of a language barrier. It's, it's way past that time to break that barrier and you know, include everybody in this wonderful uh, learning process. Um, Opera, which is one of the most popular browsers also, is, has also started uh, supporting content in different languages and, uh, and it can be used by people living in different parts of the country. What we'll do is, we will share the links of some of these articles in the video content, also in the blog, and everywhere where the content is shared. So you can also go into these articles and read them up in detail later. Uh, franchise India, which is uh, famous for its contribution in the franchise sector, has also started posing news and articles in Hindi language. Okay, uh, and they these uh, articles are uh, targeted uh, towards uh, entrepreneurs, and there are many many entrepreneurs in. Uh, towns, cities, villages, right? And they also need to be supported and they should have access to learning resources. Then you have, uh, as Manji said, the various social media platforms, which are uh, you know, supporting the um, local languages. You can also check out this website, 22 languages. Uh, again, as I said, we'll include the link where they give support for creating ads, website ads, applications, blogs in local languages. Uh, and they have a network of local language writers to support. So, wherever there are issues of automatic translation, you can actually look for a writer who can support you in that uh, language directly. Right? So, um, then you have Daily Hunt, where um, the news and uh, all the articles are being shared in uh, local languages. Better Butter, which is a platform to share recipes. So, they share recipes in seven languages. Right, and then you have vernacular.ai, okay? So, which is for voice and conversational intelligence, where they help uh, businesses develop chatbots, and it supports ten languages and over one hundred and sixty dialects. So, as you can see, the it, it has the the move has started. People have started, uh, businesses have started focusing on enabling um, other businesses. So, the technology innovation has really started off in this line and it's a prime time to jump on board and start thinking on how we can start including vernacular content in our uh, business in our marketing strategy in our publishing our pr whatever the case may be how can we you know fit in the vernacular component fantastic monica
0: um i think as you mentioned it's the pandemic times and we have already discussed this a couple of uh, episodes earlier If your content um, is not based on empathy, if you're not sensitive about what is happening to people around, uh, people have lost their jobs, people have lost their loved ones, uh, and COVID is here. We still haven't gotten out of it, even though the lockdowns are lifted. Uh, COVID is not gone yet and people are suffering on a daily basis it's not business as usual and uh, new normal we don't know we don't know yet what is that new normal so at this point of time if there is no vernacular content if you cannot connect to people one you're going to lose out your competitors because they will. Um, Secondly, um, somebody will uh, come back and not relate to you, even your own uh, set of uh, people who have been loyal uh, consumers, Uh, you know, we've we've seen this, like last episode, we discussed how because of the lockdown, um, people were not able to access the kind of products they always used, So they just picked up products that were there, right? So, localization has been aided because of a context, because of a situation. And if we don't do vernacular content, um, I'm sorry to say that we will definitely lose out on this. Uh, So, uh, with this, uh, Monica, if we could just quickly sum uh, sum up, you know, what uh, should these SMEs, uh, business owners or marketers should uh, take note on? I think uh, that would give them a fair idea, please
1: yeah so uh, we've already covered a lot of things which the business owner should be thinking about but i just wanted to share this uh, which will make you really think in a very uh, serious manner uh, about including vernacular and that is 70 percent indians find local language digital content more reliable they believe it more right they feel more since so it's uh, something has been told to them in the language they are comfortable with, they understand very clearly, so they are not confused. They are in a place where they trust that information which is being given to them. And 88% Indian language internet users are more likely to respond to a digital advertisement in their local language as compared to English. And 90% of all the video consumption that is happening today in India is happening in local languages. Now, if these things don't worry you, and don't get you thinking on how we can include vernacular, well, nothing will. So, all brands have to start thinking in terms of regional, how they can, uh, you know, win this audience with regional content. Um, Then you have to, uh, so we are talking about literary agnostic kind of solution. So that is why voice and audio is more popular. because. Even if I may know Hindi, maybe I don't know how to read Hindi, that becomes a barrier when it comes to written, uh, readable content, but on video and audio, it doesn't really matter. So that is why, you know, um, that has seen a a huge rise in consumption. Then um, audio content is actually uh, moving forward uh, further than video. So that is something you should keep in mind. Then we have to start. Conversing with users in their languages on all our uh, public facing um, mediums. So that includes our social media pages. So, if you, and now all the social media platforms are supporting automatic translation, which is also very um, accurate to a large extent. So, so, that is good. So, some of that headache is taken away from you. But if somebody actually makes a comment in a local language, it's a good idea to respond in the local language as well rather than responding in English so that is some these are small things but even but small things usually tend to make a lot of difference so that is something you should think about then um, and then there are some more case studies which are up on 22 languages which I would like you to go and see as business owners and the marketers who are listening because they have shared some um, impact reports of uh, how using regional content in a certain medium helped versus you know just using English so uh, keep an eye on your analytics as well. Your digital analytics is a great place to find out um, the language of the browsers people are using to access your content, which will help you get an idea of which of the languages you should primarily focus on. So you have your all your content in English. so. Uh, you may not be able to provide all the content in all possible languages. You will have to rely on automatic translation. But there may be some languages where you know it would be a good idea to finally look, to actually look at transcreation rather than you know just translation. And uh, talk to your sales and marketing people. These are the people who are directly interacting with your customers. Um, have them you know uh, bring up this question and whether you know a certain kind of content and it would be better if it was say, in Hindi or Kannada or whatever language uh, wherever that uh, business is operating. So bring in those questions so that that uh, you can actually get some inputs directly from the customers. Uh, your salespeople may already be getting that kind of information but maybe as the business owner you've never asked so they've also not shared that information with you sometimes that happens right so, Uh, they may think that it's it's not a possibility so therefore they will not even raise it but it could be a possibility and certainly now it has to be a possibility and then of course talking directly to your customers and asking them if they would like to have some kind of content available in the in the the regional language so that they feel more empowered to do whatever you um, you are supporting them in so these are some of the things that you can certainly start looking at and i think once you get into this the more you will learn about your the expectations of your customers you know uh, it will it will drive you on its own and take you in directions where you will uh, understand how best to map this journey
0: awesome that was well summed up i think uh, that's quite a takeaway uh, from today uh, this entire episode was about uh, vernacular uh, or regional uh, language, how uh, brands or businesses, if you're already an established business, then you should be looking at vernacular content. And uh, if you are a new business, then start off vernacular, nothing like a vernacular content, nothing like regional content, nothing like listening to content uh, in your mother tongue. I think that relates um, very well and helps build relationship with uh, consumers. With that, we come to the end of this episode. I'm pretty sure that you have already heard of case studies or you have an opinion about how vernacular content works in the digital space. Um, So yes, please come back and uh, let us know. Um, When I told um, a couple of people that we are doing this episode in vernacular and they were very happy because um, if you look at it, it personalizes it, it goes almost like into a hyper-personalization mode. Um, I still remember, um, I think one of those movies where Alia Bhatt uh, plays a South Indian and uh, somebody says uh, Madrasi and she says Tamilian. So, um, you know, the very fact that you're able as, as a brand or as a business, you are able to understand the difference and respect that, that itself will give you the leverage. When you start using um, uh, vernacular content, and this holds good for, um, as I said, I mean, uh, South India, you've got uh, you've got, you've got people uh, who are Telguites, who are Tamilians, uh, who are Malayalis, hardcore Kannadigas, um, okay, and then uh, North also, it's not just Hindi, uh, there is Bengali there, uh, there is Oriya there. There's so many languages, uh, right? So let's look at, uh, you know, uh, penetrating uh, further. Wherever the internet is, if you want to speak to pe- people, then vernacular is the way forward. Over oh, that, we come to the end of this episode. Uh, please write to us on digiindiasquad at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I-I-N-D-I-A-S-Q-U-A-D at gmail.com. Your opinions are welcome. You can also comment below about what you think about this episode and what we have discussed. We will meet you next time with something really, really as interesting as today.
1: For now, goodbye. Thanks, Monica. Thank you, Mansi. Lovely session today. Something I think which is close to all of our hearts. So yeah, it was a good session.
0: Perfect. Thank you all. Thanks thanks for uh, watching and thanks listening. Bye-bye.